International. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me in studio today, my hey. co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, I'm here. Yeah, welcome. We did it. Yeah, we are here in the legendary Sandstone Apartments, uh, just a mere feet from the RBM Food Mart. Oh, man. <laughs> Sponsor of the show. Spo- Let yeah, me yeah, tell you. Yeah. Best convenience store in Austin. They follow me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. They have a, an amazing online presence. Look for RBM <laughs> store. <laughs> they really do. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm in Austin for a couple days. I'm doing shows. I'm having fun. I'm really getting in the spirit of uh, the city, which I don't know if you can tell, Pat, but every hem on everything I'm wearing is a cutoff. Oh, yeah. Which I feel like is the Austin way. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to be here. That's what's up. Yeah, back in the uh, back in the old stomping grounds. Good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just um, that's that's been the big news. You've been in town. Nothing else has been going on. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, not that exciting here. It's it's nice to have it be big news when I go to a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the only place where that's true. Yeah. It was you coming back, and I believe there was like a new stop sign or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Something I don't like know. that. There's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, it was good to have you back. I have not been doing much of anything myself, just working, playing shows. Uh, you, you quit your job, though, right? I am in the process, yes. I, I, I put two weeks in. The breakup didn't quite take. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. I, I put my two weeks in, and I'm focusing on myself. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I got, I got some uh, I got money taken care of for a little bit. I bought myself some time, and I'm just going to uh, work on this podcast and work on comedy and just work on fun things Hell that yeah, I want to do. Yeah. I figure yeah, I may have an opportunity to do this again anytime soon, so I might as well do it on my own terms now. So. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but uh, Kath, uh, speaking of... Um you know <laughs> oh good reach yeah, I was yeah. gonna I was trying to see what you were gonna come up no, I, I, especially no, cause you don't know what the story is yeah I know that's where it was yeah you know speaking of just people just being full of shit you know <laughs> <laughs> speaking of weaponized dishonesty here Kat. here I have a good I have a good um, okay segue so you know Pat I don't see you that much I'm you up don't? in New York City uh, we mostly communicate and rely on each other through social media presence we do yes that's the uh, almost 100% of the way we interact exactly so uh what if perhaps someone you're interacting with on social media was not who they claim to be i would set fire to my house (laughs) i'd just start over it happens occasionally yeah um but i don't want to jump ahead too far i feel like you probably could have figured out that something was not right from uh my opening salvo here but uh i'll get into it okay all right so uh this story is about the durs of saskatchewan which is a hilarious name (laughs) yeah yeah d-i-r-r oh man it comes up a lot and it's funny to me every time the durs (laughs) yeah So the Durs, uh, they live in Saskatchewan, Canada, and uh, they, by all accounts, seem to have a pretty nice life. They were kind of like a young power couple there. There was okay. uh, John, aka J.S. Durr. Yeah. John Durs. John Durr. Big John Durr. And uh, John, John Durr, J.S. Durr, was, uh, he was like, he had a lot of tattoos. He was like a former punk guy. Oh, hell yeah. Do you um, think uh, if he ever, if his wife ever left him, she'd send him a Durr John letter? Hey! hey! 
right, thank you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he was like a he was like an old punk, but uh, he actually ended up uh, working as an officer of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So okay. he became a Mountie. Yeah. Uh, Dudley Do Right. <laughs> um, interesting path for a, a punk, but whatever. Yeah. Um, and then his wife uh, Dana Durr. Yeah, <laughs> uh, She's a trauma surgeon at a hospital. So uh, you know, two wow. young, yeah. ambitious people. Yeah. Um, Are they hot? They were very attractive. Yeah, there you go. Um, and they had a wonderful family. They had ten kids. What? Ten kids. Get out. What, you, what is this? Huh? What, what you, he's a punk guy. This is current day. Then. This it's, is like current it's day. It's online. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, it's online. Okay. Uh, oh, what year is this? Is with the 70s they did their Twitter scan? No, yeah. This is, uh, this is like... Uh, Early 2010s, okay. like 2008 right. to, to 2012-ish. Uh, the Roaring Eights. The Roaring Eights. Um, yeah, so they had 10 kids, one of whom was uh, Cliff Elias Durr. Cliff Elias. Who um, was nicknamed Warrior Eli because, sadly, he was stricken with cancer. Oh, man, but he was a fighter, though. Yeah, he was a fighter. He's a he warrior. A That's what's up. And right. uh, in, in 2010, Dana and JS actually became minor internet celebrities um, when they began sharing Eli's story on the Warrior Eli Facebook page, which eventually accumulated over 100,000 followers. Oh, hell yeah. This, this you know, this, this uh, screw a scam. This has all the elements for a, a happy story. I, right. Yeah. It's just a family, you know, they've been dealt kind of a bad hand, yeah. but they're working through stuff, you yeah. know? Where do, I, where, do, where do I donate? That's, <laughs> to tell me. Please. Exactly. Um... I have some bad news, though. Uh-oh. Tragedy strikes a few years later. Thir- May 13th, 2012, Mother's Day. Uh, on May 13th, friends of Dana Durr were greeted with a distressing message on Facebook. Capital letters, urgent prayers needed, a post written by Durr's father informed her friends. You have the UPN stands for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> urgent TV, prayers needed. This TV is so bad. Like, just, <laughs> yo, y'all pray for our lineup. <laughs> we need to keep these jobs. Yeah. We have kids. So yeah, he sends out the UPN. Uh, Dana was fighting for her life after a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah, so Dana's been in a horrible car accident. She'd actually been airlifted to the very same trauma center where she worked as a surgeon. She was meant to be on duty that night. Yeah. Even sadder, shockingly, uh, Dana was 35 weeks pregnant at the time. Whoa. So, uh, I didn't know there was that many fucking weeks in a pregnancy. That's, <laughs> that's like was, almost all the weeks. She was 10 months pregnant. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was three years pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think 12 times 3 is 36, right? So she would have yeah. been due, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm good at math. Um, so, yeah, like she was about to be due and then she had this horrible car accident. So, um,. This is coming after a long string of tragedies for the Durs, yeah. uh, this car accident. So in the first six months of 2012 alone, uh, JS suffered from a heart condition that almost killed him. Uh, Warrior Eli's can- cancer relapsed for the fourth time. Jesus. Uh, JS and two of his children were hit by a semi whose driver was both drunk and texting. <laughs> yeah. So Just texting, I am so drunk. I'm fucking drunk. wasted, yeah. dude. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, couldn't have come at a worse time. This yeah. is, like, a, a rough year for this family. Yeah. Um, so this, this the UPN goes out, and, uh, you know, hundreds of people share it because yeah. they have all these followers from the Warrior Eli yeah. page. I mean, even if you just, even if each one of the family, their 10 kids has, like, the normal amount of followers, they have a lot of followers. Yeah, that's a fucking yeah. huge family. Yeah. That family 
family, like, if they all followed you on Twitter, like, you could get verified. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it would take. Oh, man. I wonder how many just Mormon families have, like, a huge online presence. Like, <laughs> well, I guess all the fucking, uh, the Duggars, like, all are all on Twitter, except, yeah. the, except that one. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, but... Um. <laughs> Hopefully nothing. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully fucking nothing. Yeah, sitting on his hands and whistling. Yeah. Like, we can only hope. Um, but yeah, so, you know, tough year. Uh, this this message gets shared, like, over and over and over again by, by all the followers of, of Warrior Eli. Um, and JS, meantime, uh, her husband, is, like, updating everybody on Facebook about her medical condition. Yeah. And this is, like, very normal for him. Like, obviously, they have this kid whose condition they update people yeah. about on Facebook, but JS has been active in all my communities for at least a decade. Like, yeah, he yeah. has made a ton of friends online. Um, he There are, like, instances of him... Like, people say that they talk to him daily. Uh, there was a woman in Florida who claimed that she had a, a romantic relationship with him before he was married. Yeah. Like, there's a big footprint for this guy. Like, yeah, he's been yeah. around and, and he lives a lot of his life yeah, online. The punk scene remembers him yeah. fondly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, late the night after the accident, JS announced that baby Evelyn was delivered healthy at 11 11 p.m. Shortly afterwards, at 12.02 p.m., Dana tragically died. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, That's the durst. It's the durst. <laughs> Her husband saw this timing as Dana's final act of courage. She wouldn't have wanted Evie's birthday to be overshadowed by her death every year. She waited until just two minutes after midnight on Mother's Day to leave us. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Hell, yeah. I'm, just a family of yeah, warriors. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding out my death to, like, 2022 20, just to kind of finish up the MCU and see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. in phase three. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just gonna wrap that shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm holding out until then. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the family's friends and followers asked about setting up a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, but Jay asked demurred. He said, you know, we live in Canada. We don't need money. Um, <laughs> yeah, we live in Canada. We are beyond money. <laughs> <laughs> We've transcended money. Yeah, we, just, yeah, yeah. we only transact in like polite nods. Yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Canadians are all like the, um, the precogs on like fucking, uh, um, the North minority report. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end when they put them up in that cabin and they just live, that's, that's, that's Canada. Yeah. That's Canada. That cabin is Canada. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, JS says, like, donate to this cancer charity instead. Like, we don't need money. So, while this is happening, uh, a woman in the suburbs of Chicago named Taryn Wright is watching all of this unfold yeah. on the internet. Um, the, the article goes on, when Wright stumbled upon the ostentatiously tragic story of Dana Durr, she quickly came to feel that something did not add up. Yeah. So. It's that quick Canadian reasoning. <laughs> Well, she's from Chicago. So oh, well, there you see, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, I'm she's sorry. streetwise. At least in Toronto, not Chicago. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah tough talking Midwest housewife. Yeah, exactly. Just, she knows what's up. Yeah. So she's she's a little suspicious. Um, Dana's dramatic death and the birth of her baby on Mother's Day, no less, was not being reported anywhere in the news. Uh, and the more Wright looked into it, the more the entire Durr family saga, chronicled in a decade's worth of blog posts, MySpace pages, and online photo albums, did not ring true either. There were too many kids, and too many of them were twins. Oh, Red yeah. Red flag. Yeah, yeah, Why you got yeah. so many goddamn twins? That's <laughs> yeah, weird. Yeah. You know what? That Because that makes photo that makes uh, Photoshop and the, everything easier. <laughs> you, just, all that, you don't the, need to find a whole separate kid. You just need you five just, kids. Yeah. You, yeah. Now you turn them into ten kids. Wow, that's really smart. Yeah, it's like a Trump rally of family photos. <laughs> 
the whole thing was was crazy. There were murders and mistaken identities and dramatic ironies. It all sounded suspiciously like a soap opera. Yeah, if you did like a montage of like the Durs' life, there'd be like a shootout in a warehouse. And, like, yeah. <laughs> there was just a lot of stuff where it was like, drunk and texting, you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Dr- yeah, drunk and texting. And like, he was the guy, he's racist. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. He was texting racist He stuff. was fleeing because he was a Nazi that yeah, was found yeah. out, like, some shit. Yeah, so it's just like, it's very crazy. So he spotted in a picture of Charlottesville. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the worst, dude. So, uh, Wright did what any good uh, internet detective would would do. I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you know about the virtues of reverse Google image searching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you can see if a photo has been posted anywhere else. So Wright uh, decided to plug some of the hundreds of family photos of the Durs into some reverse image search yeah. stuff. Um, she found that most of them had been lifted from a South African blogger. Oh. So... Uh, just a bunch of Afrikaner kids, I guess, running around. She puts around. the pictures there and it comes like, it's like a, a page, like, by a, a photo uh, frame at Walmart. It's, yeah. like, it's like that family. It's like, hey, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> so that seems a little suspicious. Uh, she realizes Dana Durr, who was supposedly a trauma surgeon, had no profile on the hospital's website where she was purported to work. Um, and when she Googled Dana Durr, the only result she found indicating that this was a real person were in her own blog posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is no one with this name yeah. in the world because Durr is a stupid last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Wright felt increasingly certain that Dana Durr did not exist. Uh, the discovery both incensed and invigorated her. Her first instinct was to tell all the people whose photos had been stolen about the hoax. Um, but instead of emailing each one of them, she decided to create a Facebook group about it. Uh, the Warrior Eli Hoax Group. Yeah. Um, so, like, a ton of people joined this group. Um, it was, like, a crazy, like... You know, like, I love... we The same reason people listen to our podcast. Like, you yeah. find out about something like this and you get, like, yeah, edge yeah, your seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do some fucking internet detectiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It's like, I love how, like, the first wave of info that hits, like, everybody's wrong about it. But they're just like... I see, I, I got, like, the, the the tragic thing in Dallas where, like, everybody's sharing that oh, photo yeah. of him with the, the girl he used to date. And everybody's like, oh, they were dating. And it was like, oh, that's actually not true. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, there's always, you know, like, with the uh, Boston Marathon bombing, like, people got the wrong... Yeah. Like, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first wave of info is always the worst but in a, in a fun situation like this where it's just a family lying it's uh, just yeah yeah the first wave of it was always yeah it's a fun place to get in get into a facebook group do some digging yeah get a little things, you know? have a little fun get a yeah. little spicy get a little yeah. rowdy in the yeah. comments <laughs> but yeah post some screenshots argue yeah. yeah so uh you know a bunch of people uh join this group it's a lot of people it's a lot of like rubberneckers like us but it's also people in the childhood cancer online community who yeah. were like really upset that they'd been they'd been had like they'd yeah they they weren't really uh had for money like th- this didn't really generate any income for whoever was perpetrating yeah, this yeah, yeah. but like their sympathy and their emotional energy and everything of course yeah it, it was like which could have been spent like that that time could have been spent somewhere um garnering that same amount of emotional empathy for someone who did have a gofundme and did need that help you right know? yeah it's, it's, it's a, as as like um um Inconsequential as we like to think, like online you know, energy or movements are, mm-hmm. they do generate interest. They do have. It's, there's a, a, a right. static, tangible thing there. And, and, uh, and this is a community of vulnerable people who like all rely on each other for emotional support because yeah. they're in a really hard situation yeah. that most people can't understand. Yeah, yeah. So and then it, and then it has the the horrible effect of the next time something floats across your timeline, you're like, ah, I'm not getting ahead again. You know, like it, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
we'll get to that because that okay. that'll come up. Um, but yeah, so uh, they they kind of work together in this group to find out that not only did Dana Durr not exist, Jay Esther did not exist. Neither did uh, Warrior Eli. Like none yeah. of these people are real. Uh, they found more than seventy Facebook friends connected to these accounts that were fake that wow. had like stolen pictures and they would interact with the jurors yeah. as if they knew them in real life yeah. and they were all fake. How do you keep that up? Seventy. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Insane. Yeah. So I want to give a little bit of background about what's going on here. I have here. like two catfish accounts and I am just, I'm all <laughs> I'm over the swamped. place. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep, them, keep my life straight. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to give a little background about what's going on here. Um, as you've probably guessed, this is a case of Munchausen's by internet. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what that is, uh, it, it comes from from Munchausen syndrome, the sort of original version of this, uh, which was uh, sort of quote unquote discovered or named in 1951. Um, there's a guy named Richard Asher who identified a class of patients who presented dramatic symptoms and told fantastic stories of illness and woe. Uh, when credulity and sympathy began to wear thin in one town, they simply moved down the road and began again with a new set of doctors, nurses, and neighbors. Yeah. Um, so this is sort of your classic Munchausen syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's about uh, garnering sympathy and um, attention. Yeah. That's you know. Yeah. I I man, we had a girl in our class in high school who was like definitely mentally ill, and mm-hmm. uh, and and I think she did actually have a kid. I think, but she was like very, she was like sixteen, maybe seventeen. Yeah. And she would um, like. Be, she'd miss a day and she'd come in and she'd be like 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 tell the teacher out loud so everybody can hear like oh yeah my ex-husband tried to kidnap my baby and he had a yeah. bomb in the car and stuff like that and it was just yeah it was uh we giggled at the time but like now that I look back I was like oh shit that's what a, a bummer yeah yeah what a, what a life yeah it's it is that's the thing that's a, about these stories that is complicated is like they're they are fun to rubberneck at and they're like they get real yeah. crazy and and people lying badly is always like funny yeah but like these are very sick people yeah yeah so uh, uh, lady on Dr. Phil who swears to God she's dating um, 50 cent oh fuck somebody I don't know Tyler doc- Perry she thinks this lady on Dr. Phil was like I'm dating Tyler Perry and her kids are like Dr. Phil please tell her she's not dating Tyler Perry <laughs> and he's like man please Dr. Phil <laughs> Aww. if Dr. Phil says it she'll believe it yeah no she did <laughs> I think she left still being like well I gotta get going me and Tyler got at 7 o'clock so so uh, this guy, Dr. Mark Feldman, was the guy who initially uh, diagnosed Munchausen by internet, like the, the, per- the permutation of this Munchausen's behavior. But instead of going to hospitals to garner this kind of sympathy from doctors and nurses, um, they would just go on the internet to do it. Yeah. So I love when the sympathy stealing industry gets disrupted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really did. They really shook things up. Yeah. They really did. And Feldman goes on to say that basically. He's like, before the advent of the internet, people, you'd have to go to the library, you'd have to read medical textbooks, yeah. um, you'd have to like practice your performance of illness, like so that doctors would take you seriously. Yeah. Now you can just go on Wikipedia. Yeah. And learn everything in twenty minutes, yeah. and then go online, and, and you never even have to talk to a doctor. Like. Yeah. yeah. You never have to talk to a doctor, and there are all these support groups online yeah. of people waiting to welcome you with open arms yep. and tell you, you know, like, we're going to get through this together, we're in such a hard situation, like, all that sympathy that they want, Yeah, and they don't even have to pretend to be suffering in real life. Yep, no, it's bad. Just yeah, it really disrupted the sympathy. Yeah, yeah, disrupted. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, it's like the, the bird scooter of fucking <laughs> of uh, human deception. Yeah. 
So uh, Feldman says, the guy who diagnosed this, he says, we've all heard the expression, it's too good to be true. But it's also the case that if it's too bad to be true, yeah. you start to wonder. Yep. Uh, some of these individuals just pile on the catastrophes, which is clearly what's going on yeah. in this uh, story. So uh, Feldman, as the person who's like specializes in this, he hears from people who have been victimized by Munchausen's by Internet and also perpetrators of Munchausen's by Internet. Um, he gives an example of a case that he thinks is like a textbook case for this. And uh, again, I just the amount of sort of tragedy piled on is very funny to me. So uh, it's about this 15 uh, year old boy named Chris who had terrible migraines. Uh, he posted about his many struggles on an online discussion board offering support to migraine sufferers. <laughs> Not only did Chris have a deaf mother, an alcoholic stepbrother, and a brother who had died recently of AIDS, <laughs> but his estranged father also had physically abused him and left him with a seizure disorder. Is Chris, is, is Chris uh, part of the LGBT community as well? <laughs> <laughs> He's not, but he is a child prodigy. Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, kind of the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... He, he wrote inspirational tales about his life as a medical student. He's 15, by the way. You yeah. have to remember he's 15. Oh, so he's Doogie Howser. <laughs> he's Doogie Howser. So uh, he would skateboard three miles a day to take the bus to class uh, for his medical medical degree. And then uh, he was moonlighting as a drummer at a nightclub to pay for his migraine medication. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. I, on his way to work on the skateboard, and he's like kick flip down a set of stairs and like go back an old, like a stuffy group of old men. They're like, oh, and he'd be like, later. Like, yeah. grab a slice of pizza from a... <laughs> yeah, it'd be a beautiful movie. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dr dr session musician drummer, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> abusive family, AIDS brother, yeah. child doctor. So, uh, Feldman was like, I talked to five of his victims who are all otherwise, like, very intelligent people, just, like, normal people. Yeah. Uh, but there must have been a part of them that wanted to believe it was true. Uh, and he said this was happening when Doogie Howser was on TV, so, like, maybe that's why they thought 15-year-olds yeah, yeah, could be yeah. doctors. Yeah. Yeah. They fucking can't. That's not a thing. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, I would believe at that time period. I think Americans are more likely to believe something if they saw a template for it first on a sitcom. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's like literally why uh, everyone is chill about gay people now. It's yeah, cause, yeah, it's because yeah. like I hate to admit it. It's because of fucking Glee. Like that is why like yeah, small town America is more accepting is because of shit like that yeah yeah it's, yeah I, shit, I remember when Ellen had her episode yeah uh, and like there was a, like, a lot of people who, who, were, who were cool with it and I remember my, my dad is a ham radio operator and a lot of those people are old and like yeah. very white very old fashioned right and we would go and hang out with these guys a lot I remember when that happened sitting there and this one couple was just like not happy about it at all mm -hmm. and like they were and luckily i was like i had heard like at this point i had like no like oh that's that's fine nothing wrong with that but right yeah but they they were the like i guess of the ones not one over you know but uh yeah, yeah. well also we were like 10 so yeah. what are you gonna do yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you're not gonna argue with those adults about the finer points of home yeah yeah but but it, yeah it is funny like but then there was like that was like you know you get normalized with it through things like that as well right. like will and grace i'm sure yeah. will and grace like did you know it really did yeah. and it's like it seems like hokey now because we're past it and it's like yeah, yeah, these yeah. are really broad stereotypes but in places that are really repressed but that have yeah. cable like people watch that shit my grandma will tell anybody who listens that she uh she grew up in depression era florida uh she had her views and opinions and she will tell you she started watching oprah and that like <laughs> changed everything That's for her. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, if you have a few seconds, she'll gladly tell you that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, it norm TV normalized the idea of child doctors, and then this guy got away with this thing. 
So, uh, Taryn, we're back to Taryn right now. I just wanted to give a little bit of give a little bit of background. Yeah. But Tar- so Taryn writes the woman who sort of busted this case wide open. Yeah, this is this uh, Chicago woman. Yes. Uh, goes tough talker. Yeah, yeah, tough talker. <laughs> yeah. So she starts this this blog about this saga, and she like makes all these blog posts about the Durs. She traces this whole story back through uh, like blog posts from 10 years ago about the tragic murder of JS's fictional twin. Like, he's been spinning yeah. yarns for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, I forget, yeah, the murder, the murder of the twin. Murder yeah, of the yeah, twin. That's Just insane. like, tw- there's so many twins. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it did not take long for the Facebook group to figure out who was behind the Dur drama. Uh, several of the family supporters had received packages of plastic bracelets with a message of support for Warrior Eli. So, you know, like those Livestrong bracelets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the packages had been sent and paid for by JS's sister, Emily. Unlike the other Durr family members, Emily Durr did have an online presence. She was a medical student in Ohio. Uh, Wright was convinced that she had enough information to publicly out Emily, but she had wanted to speak to the hoaxer first. Uh, So she calls Emily Durr, Taryn Wright does, and she says this conversation is surreal. Uh, Emily admitted in a quiet monotone that she had created the entire saga. The story, which had begun in 2004, so this is almost 10 years later that this gets found out. Uh, she started it as a way to keep herself entertained, like fan fiction about a group of characters of her own invention. So this is crazy to me. So she kept this going for 11 years. It started when she was 11. She kept what this up fuck? from 11 to 22. This this persona. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy because. And she had romantic relationships with people online as this character, and like made friends as this character. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucked up, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that mean like I wonder if you could go and look at like the like if the claims get like if you can show see her maturity start to like reflect right. through the themes touched on and stuff. And it's- I'm I'm just imagining like especially like if she's having romantic relationships with people on the internet, like I'm assuming there were probably not like video calls no, because no, yeah. she's faking yeah. and because it's like a little earlier. So like, I guess they were probably like sexting each other and she's like 14 yeah. and like she probably, those sex are probably ridiculous. Yeah. Like she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking yeah, about. Yeah. 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 With like, like is is what is more, and it's definitely a, a person who is probably more experienced and there's like, like yeah. she, 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 what, what age is the character she made up? The character's older than she is. I mean, yeah. I guess not a ton older than she is, because at the point that she gets found out, she's 22. Okay. But, like, they had 10 kids, so they got to be in their 30s, at yeah, least. Yeah, so, yeah, if I was, like, if I, I could imagine myself, like, you know, trying to talk with an adult, and I was like... Right, because I like, think she was trying to be, like, early 20s yeah, when she was yeah, a teenager. Yeah, and it's just like, man, I was just at the job all day thinking <laughs> yeah. about sex, and now I'm home, and I want to... with sex, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> boss was really riding me and I was too busy distracted thinking about butts. <laughs> yeah, so she like she gets found out. Um, Taryn calls her and, and Taryn sort of the, the group has figured out who it is, but she's yeah. sort of debating about whether to go public, but, like, the group is furious. Like, yeah, yeah. they're all like, we want this woman prosecuted. Like, yeah. this is, you know, this is illegal. Uh, whatever we can get her for, we want her to, we want her to pay. Um, so one of the loudest and angriest voices in the Warrior Eli hoax group was an odd character named Father James Perrier. What are you going to say? this <laughs> <laughs> also, like, I just... I, <laughs> This is going to take a good turn. Uh, (laughs) 
So, uh, fucking buckle up. <laughs> so, I, I like you immediately were like, yes, yeah, this is another fucking fake person. Yeah, yeah. Father James Perrier. Uh, shame, I say. I say shame upon this woman. So, he, Father James Perrier is a 16-year-old single father. <laughs> Oh my god, you are it gets so much more crazy. So fucking buckle up. When I heard the story about this fake story about these like teenagers, I just thought, you know, I want my son who I had at 14 to <laughs> when he yeah. overcomes his sickle cell. Then, like, oh, exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. So yeah, he's he's a single father. His his Facebook name is because he also not only is he a father, he wants to become a preacher. Yeah. So he's like a, a you know evangelical Christian uh, sixteen year old single father. Um, Skateboard champion. So he <laughs> he was actually the one who found like some of the evidence that condemned these people. So he was like very helpful. Yeah. Um, was the evidence like was just like I have these pictures from inside their house. <laughs> like, like that's. He found like he found this old photo bucket account and. And, you know, he said that he was shocked and horrified that anyone would pretend to be someone else online. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of course, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, in the group's first week, members were introducing themselves, and Father James Prier posted this, like, long, crazy thing. Yeah. I was raped when I was this age, then I had a kidnapping, then my twin did this. Always with the twins. Yeah. <laughs> with the fucking twins. So all this crazy stuff. And, and Taryn Wright is like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I love Taryn Wright. Yeah, she fucking rules. Yeah, because she is tearing right into this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> she you know, absolutely well, is. I, have, I, have, I think Taryn Wright, there's that wonderful uh, comic from New York who does a, who has a video where it's like my mom every time I go back to visit and it's like, hey, come on, you want to you see the neighbors? They're grilling out. Oh, but yeah. I, I, I don't know her name, but every time I, that comes across my timeline, I retweet it. <laughs> it's the fucking best thing ever. And this is that, that mom character is Taryn it's Wright. It's Taryn Wright in your mind. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Taryn writes. Taryn writes. Bullshit sensor goes off, and uh, she asked for pictures of his kids because she apparently has two kids. No way, pervert. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he sent one picture of a kid with a Halloween mask. So it's like, okay, we don't know. Oh yeah. Fuck this kid is. So Here's little Billy with a pumpkin on his yeah. head. Yeah. So she she kicks him out of the group, um, and then <laughs> I love it, Taryn Wright. Dude, here's. Get ready, because this is about to okay. blow up. So two weeks after Father James Prayer gets kicked out of the group, uh, he is he turns out to be a 24-year-old Massachusetts woman named Carissa Hodds. And the reason we find that out is because she was arrested in West Virginia who because she was going to West Virginia in order to have sex with a 15-year-old girl she had been talking to on the internet as Father James Perrier for over a year. Oh, Fucking wacky. crazy, right? Which was in the realms of, like, like, he was supposed to be 16, right? Yeah. So this girl just thought she met some dude at her age and yeah. they were just hanging out, talking, and it was a fucking... It was a crazy lady in her early 20s. That's insane. Like, now, this... Uh, this crime seems to be very female heavy. Yeah. That, like, I, you know, like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, obviously, like, there's different facets of different, like, crime you see uh, are associated with different, uh, with male or female. And I think I've noticed in other ones, like, the lady with the fake wrestling account. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah, and, similar and, and, thing. And, yeah, there's, like, uh, one that I've been wanting to do on the show lately. It's this Australian girl who was, like, a health yes. guru. Yeah. I thought about writing that one up. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it just, uh, it's, this, this seems to, to draw in a lot of a lot of female offenders for some reason. I don't know what the. I think 
I, I have a couple <laughs> ideas as to why. I think that um, women uh, often have very ambivalent relationships to the idea of nurturing because yeah, yeah. we're supposed to be these like natural uh, nurturers. Yeah. And I think a lot of women feel, especially like when you're getting to that age, like that's like a very uncertain time. And I think it's a lot of people with like, without a lot of good social skills, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, who come from like places and families where they feel they were not nurtured. Yeah. And so they, they seek out that like nurturance by faking these illnesses. And yeah. I think that there's also something to the idea of like, um, a tragic, frail woman. Like that's yeah. like a yeah, thing yeah, in yeah, our society yeah. of like women are weak and they need to be cared for. Yeah. And so I think and there's you see like that archetype out there enough. There's, there's going to be women who subscribe to that and say like, oh, that that they, they res- that idea resonates with them. And like yeah. That, yeah. 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 And uh, I, I mean, I also think that some of this, like, you know, when it's like a woman pretending to be a man to like have relationships with women like there's probably some like sexual confusion going on there and like some repression of those desires and like if i'm a man like maybe you know like i think there's that um yeah i mean it definitely does seem to be more of a a female heavy like thing or yeah good that's just like i like that's what i've noticed you know like it's uh that's yeah, that's 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 wild. Because I I, I guess because I have like this, and this I always think like for some reason I think of women like kind of like I was raised by all women in my house. Yeah. And so whenever I think of like women, I always think that they're in the right kind of instantly in my mind. Right. My mind instantly goes to like ah, that lady's probably like like she's probably right here and like she's probably she's, trustworthy. Trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. And like that. Uh, and Priscilla, my girlfriend Priscilla, points that all the time. She's always like kind of gives me gives me shit. She's like, you like you like working better if we have female bosses than male bosses. And I'm mm. like. I do because I've always noticed they're fucking more understanding or whatever you know Yeah. and so like but I think growing up with all women in the house I kind of attribute that instantly like trustworthy positive thing and right you will you relate to female authority figures because you had female authority figures growing up so yeah, like, you're yeah, comfortable yeah, yeah. with a female boss yeah like, exactly me and dude bosses always I, I, when you're shoulder checking each other always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no uh, turns out women are fucking duplicitous as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not oh, most. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, most. yeah, yeah. But, but it, it is, yeah. like, it's also the idea of, like, um, women seem more trustworthy because it is, like, less likely that women are going to, like, beat you up or rob you or, like, yeah, 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 take yeah. advantage of you physically. Yes, so, yes. like, that, I think, is part of it. But but I think that's, like, the, the thing that's interesting to me about Munchausen's is, is like, it weaponizes, like, a feminine weakness, almost. Like, yeah, it turns yeah, it into yeah. a... a manipulative thing yep. and it's it's weakness that becomes manipulative yeah, it's like the yeah. opposite so yeah. it's i find it really fascinating like i can't get enough of these stories like yeah they're, yeah it, 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 the psychology behind it is fucking yeah it's fascinating yeah it's it's just nuts so and this has like really been happening like for basically the whole time the internet has been a thing. Yeah. Like, uh, so the article continues. This is actually a mix of uh, several articles. Um, there's a Washington Post and a Guardian article that I drew pretty heavily from, from for this. Um, but uh, it goes on. Since the early days of the internet, patients and their families have shared their stories online as a way to cope with the isolating effects of illness. Uh, the most popular cancer blogs have tens of thousands of followers. They fundraise by selling t-shirts and bumper stickers, and their stories sometimes become famous enough to merit articles in mainstream magazines. Uh, the heroic image that cancer survivors increasingly have is attractive to factitious disorder patients, Feldman writes. So he's the Munchausen's my internet guy. Yeah. And factitious disorders are a 
cluster of um, disorders that uh, are, involve sort of feigning illness or in the case of Munchausen by proxy, uh, making someone else ill so that you can care for them and yeah, get their attention yeah, yeah, that yeah. way. So, uh, yeah, like cancer is, is a good one. Cancer's not a good one for real Munchausens because it's, you can't, um, like fake this, sim- like if you don't yeah. have a tumor, you don't have a tumor, like yeah, you can't yeah, fake yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's like ones that are better or yeah. quote unquote better, like easier to do yeah. in real life. Um, but it's great for online because yeah, it's like yeah. a huge community and, uh, you know, there's a whole idea of like cancer warriors, like yeah, 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 yeah. people are into it. So, uh, let's see, this is an interesting anecdote. Uh, in September, 2012, Taylor Smith, Taylor Smith, Taylor Swift <laughs> wrote a song dedicated to Ronan Thompson, uh, a three-year-old boy who died of neuroblastoma, uh, featuring lyrics taken from Ro- Ronan's mother's blog. So this was like a famous cancer kid. Lyrics that like Ronan wrote, and it's like, <laughs> dog, dog was big, I saw the dog, and he was the dog, you guys see the dog? <laughs> That's going to be fucking sweet. Yeah. yeah. So after Swift's song was released on iTunes, dozens of blogs by mothers with dying children started popping up. Many of them actually written by Swift obsessed high school students, hoping to get their idols attention with a tragic story of their own. So there's like this like weird sub community of Taylor Swift fans. (laughs) We're like pretending. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The internet's fucking weird, man. I guess you could say I'm praying for a swift recovery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what an odd place. Yeah, I, I'm sure, like, the fucking the fanfic they've cranked out for their backstories on those are just, every one of them just crazier than the next. Yeah, like, yeah, I was kidnapped. My stepfather, Randy, had taken across state lines and forced to work in a circus. You're like, what? <laughs> and you have cancer? Oh, <laughs> man. You can't catch a break. Yeah. So, some of the hoaxes are pathetic. Uh, there was a woman who posed as a dying soccer player uh, who just stole pictures of David Beckham, which is funny to me. Uh, yep, just this is me in my high school. <laughs> yeah, uh, but others were extensive and elaborate. Um, hoaxers shaved their heads and bought medical equipment uh, to make their hospital selfies look more realistic. Uh, many of the hoaxers were fooling a lot of people. There was one that uh, was named Patient of the Year by the U.S. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Why is that a thing? I was just going to say, that seems like a very rude uh, fucking contest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the judging scorecard is just disgusting. Yeah, yeah. like, very weird. Yeah, more uh, offensive like an Auschwitz logbook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> reading it, like, oh, God. So, uh, th- there start to be, like, telltale signs that these sort of internet detectives notice. Um, a lot of times, for example, uh, alleged cancer patients who would shave their heads would still have eyebrow hair. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, sick people who were supposedly on steroids didn't have the typical puffy-faced appearance. Have you ever seen anybody on medical steroids? They get, like, very bloated. Yeah. Um, exposing a hoaxer sometimes took more than 100 hours of research. Uh, they had, like, you know, this whole crew of people, de- like hunting these people down basically um but it it takes kind of a dark turn and it it turns out that um taryn wright uh the woman who sort of started all this has like really mixed feelings about it because like she she often will like personally get in touch with these people when they get found out because she's sympathetic she knows that they have an illness yeah and you know she's not in the like 
lynch them camp yeah, you know like yeah, she yeah, yeah. and she's actually became become friends with some of them yeah um which i, I is cliche the sound i bet you for a couple of that's kind of what they need yeah, yeah no yeah. it is i mean like i'm not saying that there's not that, that, that it's like those things of like who needs a therapist you can just ride your bike like it's like one of those <laughs> like no i'm sure it's helpful for a lot of them yeah and like that having like a positive relationship based on who they actually are yes, yeah, is yeah. like probably very helpful because yep. a lot of these people are like so far down this rabbit hole of lying and and you know getting found out like we'll, we'll get into it she gives a good quote but she feels like weird about this whole thing so she actually ends up disbanding the Facebook group because the people in the comments are like getting too fucking mm-hmm. wild damn taking the high road turn right <laughs> yeah she's the best yeah <laughs> there's a really good anecdote I didn't put it in my like my notes for this episode but there's a good anecdote where she she like she gets into this and she's like fucking our kind of people like yeah. she has always been super into stuff like this and she one time made had to make a promise to her sister that she would stop bringing up the Jonestown massacre on first dates <laughs> and I was like my girl Tara that's right. what's up hell yeah you fucking rule like she just uh, is into like weird you know yeah. she likes serial killers and does Tara Wright have like an online presence still currently I don't know I definitely want to get in touch with her she's above all that man she's just like nah, she rules like I'm, I'm all- gonna try to send her this podcast yeah yeah absolutely yeah. hopefully she'll like our show Show, yeah, but, uh, turn right out there, keep up the good work. Yeah, but she like I think she still does this kind of stuff, but she just does it privately because yeah. she doesn't like she used to run a blog where she would post that like what things that were fake, and now she just kind of reaches out to them. So um the article goes on, the kindness of strangers has helped families pay for treatment, raised money for research, and provided support in dark times. But through her hoax exposing work, Wright has also seen how the online cancer community can sometimes become vicious. As Wright became increasingly well-known online, she began to receive messages asking her to investigate various parents. Uh, Many of these emails mentioned one woman in particular, who frequently posted on charity websites requesting video games for her special needs son, Jaden. I got emails about her, maybe 10 a day, saying, look into this, look into that, Wright recalled. It was like the kind of games, it was like, like, she's like, uh, Call of Duty, I'm like, Call of Duty Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, like, what actually happened? Stop sending Minecraft. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sick of this shit. So, the problem here is actually that Jaden's mother wasn't a hoaxer. This was an actual, genuine mother of a special needs child. Um, But the emails she was getting, their concern wasn't legitimacy, she says. Instead, Jaden's mother's critics accused her of asking for too many video games and that she had responded to their snide comments by lashing out. Uh, Such tantrums and deviant behavior in a community that is all gratitude, heart emojis, and inspirational quotes about hope was very deviant. So, you know... so it's kind of like... Is there like an element of like... um like we like, like if you're gonna if you're gonna tap into this community, you need to play ball in the sense of like kind of like you have to take it on the chin if people yeah. are talking shit to you. Yeah. yeah, I think that's like I think that's basically the idea is that she would get mean to these other parents. Yeah, and they didn't like her conduct. It wasn't yeah. that they even thought she was fake, but they were reporting her to try to get her kind of disgraced. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So Wright was like really bothered by this because like this this. She's, I can't, I'm not going to do anything. She's not hoaxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it says the community simply seemed not to like Jaden's mother and had turned on her. Uh, Taryn says if the the parent doesn't mind their P's and Q's 100% or gets into screaming matches online and doesn't conduct themselves in the appropriate way, uh, these cancer parents will start start Facebook groups that say like ban hope for Jaden, you know, try to get them kicked off the site. damn. 
So, or they'll Google this woman and find out she'd been arrested in the 90s, and anytime she posts an update on her legitimately sick child, somebody will link to the arrest report. So, like, they're just assholes. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's like, we are why we can't have nice things. Yeah. (laughs) And so, like... Taryn feels like weirdly kind of responsible for this because it's like there's this suspicion among these people now so now they have a thing they can sort of weaponize against each other of like you're faking you know yeah yeah Um, there's a a great episode of some fucking podcast about the call out culture and the Virginia hardcore scene yes I listened to that it was great yeah it was very good it was like that yeah it was like you know like what you called out you're called out you can't you can't call back in like yeah Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the last paragraph I have here is just a quote from uh, this woman, Almanza, Gloria Almanza, who is like one of these researchers with Taryn. Like she, so she kicked everybody out of the Facebook group, but she left like three or four people who are actually really helpful in it. So like they still work on stuff, but it's private. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a quote from Almanza and it says, uh, we don't want the hoaxers villainized. They have a mental illness. They certainly do bad things. And there are times your research, uh, there are times in your research when you get really angry with them. But my hope for all of them is that by being exposed and helping to get them treatment, they can move on and have happier, more productive lives. Yeah. So like that's kind of where the story ends i mean this is like a relatively common phenomenon we you know we talked about um abby arthur the woman who pretended to have cancer who did this yeah yeah um that was a little different because she was soliciting money but a lot of these people do yeah and like at the same time like you said a lot of these people there are a lot of women and they're really young a lot of the time yeah 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 so like i can potentially see some of these people moving on with their lives especially like the woman who started this when she was 11 and it kind of just got carried away yeah that that's that's again that's a wild ass like it's fucking crazy (laughs) but like she was 22 when she got found out if she went to treatment and stuff she probably would be okay Yeah, yeah yeah so like yeah it's just this weird thing of like you have some pity for these people, but also what they're doing is like so awful and harmful. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a wild. That's a that's a crazy world that yeah, like really would would old, is only facilitated by the advent of social media and yeah. the internet. Yeah. Damn. Well, uh, I, I don't know if uh, worth it is applicable, but no, right. it's not. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, unless you <laughs> want to do what Taryn Wright is doing, then yes. Do that. Th- yeah, that's worth it. Yeah. She's Just not, don't be, don't like uh, drag people through the mud about it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, don't, be good. Yeah, yeah, be good. Uh, like, yeah, be kind to people out there, man. It's, it's fucking, it's crazy. I, I find like... You I never myself, know who's had cancer and gotten hit by a drunk texter and uh was kidnapped you never know yeah 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 the 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 child of some the dead astronaut out there whose mom is like a a (laughs) cocaine dealer (laughs) maybe the real deal who knows who knows yeah well yeah guys uh um yeah that's that man just be careful out there online be nice to each other uh don't be dicks don't i will say because like this came up with that with this happened in like the wrestling community is like don't let this make your heart hard to people who actually need help um i think most people who are asking for this kind of financial help online um are more than happy to provide evidence that they're in this situation um i i really don't think it's like i i think that if somebody's telling the truth they wouldn't be offended by like getting asked to put some of that stuff up yeah. and most of them do it anyway so yeah, yeah yeah you know i mean be be critical and analytical but don't be unkind yeah 
Well, yeah, that's uh, that, that 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 makes the most sense, uh, Kath. Anything else you want to uh, add? Anywhere you're going to be at, or um, no? Listen to my other podcast, Wrestlesplania, and What a Time to Be Alive, and uh, check my Twitter for dates. Yeah, check us out on uh, you know we're at LCS Podcast. I'm at, at @pztx. Um, check out uh, you know like us, share us, subscribe us, subscribe to us, uh, tell your friends, and uh, uh, to change up the, the sign off a little bit this week. Uh, don't get caught up in internet activity. Hey. <laughs> Internet negativity. That's what I said. Don't get caught up in internet negativity. All right, guys. Well, uh, take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.